All right. Hey, I like it. Snazzy. You like our new styling header? Yeah. I I I did a little work yesterday. Not much, but a little bit. Like a little. We should blue brand mint. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that color is the color on the background of the thumbnail I use. So I just used it until we can actually get somebody to do a real brand for us. So. No, I used to stay in this hotel and it had that kind of color on the walls up in DC. And I always, it's just soothing. You know? It's very so retro. I, yeah. Very 60s. So, you know, it's appropriate for you and me to have a show that has a very retro look, wouldn't you say? For the decade that our parents were born in? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, it. baby. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's All it. Right. Uh, there's so how no was your weekend, was... man? We are live, right? Yeah, yeah we're live, dude. Uh, my weekend, I... What did I do? Did I have a weekend? Uh, you know... Running kids around. My wife flew out of town for a funeral. So mm. taking up the slack on that side of things. Uh, no school today, though, uh, because really? we had um, uh, shooting threats, rumors running wow. rampant in multiple schools here in the area. And so based on the way uh, the Oxford uh, shooting went with the administration, um, saying everything was fine the rumors were not substantiated and then people dying everyone is kind of here saying well fuck it i'm not sending my kids because you know i don't want to be that one so um the schools are pretty much empty there's i mean school's still on it's just people aren't going today because of you know oh wow so, yeah. my daughter's in school today so yeah well there. public schools you know well you know it's funny because um yeah. I don't think there's even ever been a school shooting at a private school. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But um, you know, it's just crazy shit. I mean, who buys their kid a handgun? This you country know, is fucked up. I just, mean, I don't want to go off on this today. I won't. Stop, I won't. Don't, don't I won't get started. It's just fucked up, Joe. I know. It's totally that I'm sitting here having conversations with my children about how scared they are to go to school is what the fuck? Anyway. Well, I tell my daughter, I'm like, every room you're in, make sure you know the the evac plan. I mean, yep. go out the window, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And be have that in your head. So if random shit happens, you know what to do. Yeah. And um, but you know, I'm always like that. I've got a little bit of healthy paranoia in there. That's yeah. Been running for quite a while, but being prepared. Um, and you know, so this kind of stuff throws. Everything. My daughter took the SAT on Saturday. Oh, so, what did she do? Well, I don't know for a couple of weeks, but she felt really good about it. So she oh, had good. taken it. I can't remember if she took it last year. You know, she took like the has taken the piece out a couple times, and then I think this right. is her first official SAT one. Um, and she felt like she did really well. So, but okay. she's going to do it again. So that was what we did. Then we went to see um, the James Bond movie, uh, No Time to Die. How was that? I liked it a lot. Yeah. I thought it was, I mean, I grew up on those movies too. I yeah, used to yeah. watch them with my dad and, um, you know, and of course he was always pointing out, you know, all of the tactical issues in the exchanges of what you do with that situation and what you do in that. So it, I learned a lot. And so it was kind of a fun thing. And, um, and this one was like, it pulls in all these cool angles that you just don't really expect. Um, that was pretty cool, but long, you know, two hours and 43 minutes. That's saw a long it, one. Saw it at Merrick Park. So, you know, you got the reclining seats and all of that. So nice. It was very, very, very 
good movie to watch. And then um, I can't remember what else. Oh, yeah. And then I watched, you know, obviously the football. Well, I watched football. Um, so I watched the Saturday football games, the, you know, the college conference championship stuff. But that was fun. And yesterday, um, I don't know what I did. Oh, I, I just binged on Netflix and took a bunch of naps. Just exhausted, man. You I know. just fucking worked. That's all I did was work. I did, Take my uh, wife to the airport with my mother-in-law and that was it. Well, and also, you know, it's a weekend where I wasn't really trying to look at crypto too much because, you know, you're seeing all the macro stuff impacting it. You know, everything from, you know, of course, Evergrande and all of that and China. Yeah. And it's not all FUD. I mean, uh, it might be exaggerated. And of course, the me media headlines are exaggerated about crypto. Um, like, you know, you see people bitching about ETFs now, you know, where it's like they're all down and then they're bitching at the SEC. And I'm kind of like, you know, what the fuck? You know, what is it down? And BTC is down regardless of whether you're in an ETF or not. Exactly. So just suck it up and wait. Um, yep. So it'll come back. It's already rebounding. It's almost to 49 again. ETH's at like, what, 41.67. Um, you know, and so to me, I always see these big bands at the bottom. And then I saw like the latest, uh, your guys' latest fire chart. I think it was on your guys' material indicators. You've shown that huge buy wall at I think 46 right now. Yep. Um, so it's always, you just have to stay away from it so you don't like, you know, panic and do shit fast. Um, because you know, I, it's all fear and doom and all these channels and everybody's bitching make token go up, you know? And I'm like, you know, just keep your powder dry so you can buy on the dips. Otherwise just yep. leave it alone. Well, and here's else. the thing, right? I mean, I tweeted over the weekend, like, look, the only thing that's changed from last week is a bunch of low time frame and new people freaked out and sold all their shit when there was a little bit of a dump. And at the end of the day, if you look, we have our degen shit, right? And that, yeah. that, that shit's just like, we're not playing a fundamentals game. We're not analyzing. You know, well, I mean, we do some, but we're not like, okay, is this project got legs? Is it going to last a long time? But most of the shit we're putting money into, or I am is stuff. I think has valid, valid, you know, capability to survive and do well. Time, ohm, ETH, BTC, whatever. So at the end of the day, if you've been through this before, like what did I tweet? I'm I'm old enough to remember in May when we dropped 50%. Look, if yeah. you've been in this market for six fucking months, you know how it works. It's like it goes down and then it goes up higher and it goes yeah. down and it goes up higher. So if you're sitting here fucking freaking out, bailing on everything, selling everything after you've already lost half your fucking value not the smart play, right? So, I mean, we've had 10 years of the best performing asset in the world, Bitcoin, dumping and going up higher. Dumping, going up higher. Now, it may dump and dump and dump and then go up higher, but ultimately, if you're in this for the fundamentals, great. Now, if you're in this for short-term income, then, you know, go in for some cheap DGEN plays, you know, because mm -hmm. there's things are cheap right now. Look, time in 24 hours right now is down 10.67% to 5449. Yeah, I saw that this morning. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a fucking that's bargain. A great price. 80,000% APY. I mean, give me a fucking break. And this guy, look, I Daniel, every time I see he he does more and more shit that's just smart. The other day, they don't have an official DAO set up for treasury management yet, right? So mm -hmm. he just rebalanced the fucking portfolio. <laughs> and made like several million dollars in the course of 24 hours. Like it's like 
I got a lot of faith in that guy. Now, you know, yeah. he gets hit by a bus, we're fucked, but whatever. Um, yeah, but oh. I, I know I agree with what you're saying. You know, it's look, I also heard that a lot of the selling was um, was actually institutional book yeah. profits because, you know, they see what's going to happen in the main main markets is that, yep. you know, because in addition to Evergrande, you've got, of course, you know, I mean, the Fed's going to eventually taper when I don't know. And everybody panic over Omicron variant and lockdowns. But everything I'm seeing about that is that it's more contagious, but it's less uh, drastic. So it's kind of what happened to the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu mutated a whole bunch and then mutated into something that just comes in and circulates still, still circulating, um, but in a way that's not like killing everybody. Yeah. So this mutation of a micron could actually be a really, really good thing. Yeah. Um, in that it's going to give everybody immunity. And it could be dominant. Put yeah. everybody, exactly. Take over Delta and then it's a yeah. dominant strain. And it's not really putting, I mean, people are still going to the hospital, but most of them I've been seeing um, like the South African study I saw last night, um, I think that, you know, only like 30% had to be on oxygen and 70% didn't even require oxygen when they were in the in the ICU unit equivalent. Yeah. So I think this is probably a blessing in disguise. I um, agree. Sorry for all the people that are still dying, of course, but. Well, relative you know. to this thing, it's it's relative to this strain, hopefully becoming a dominant strain. It would be fucking awesome because it'll be yeah. like it'll really be like the flu, right? Yep. Um, so you look at that, you look at tapering. I mean, we all know, like you said, Bitcoin, the biggest performing asset over the last 10, 11 years. Well, I mean, just look at friggin', you know, S&P 500. What token and do you think is up 26.32% in the last 24 hours? I saw Spell was up pretty big. I am not know? talking about Spell, but that's a good one. I didn't know. Uh, let me just do a little cheat here real quick. Oh, that's no, no good. Don't cheat. Just, just in my portfolio. I mean, I uh, thought I thought I saw Klima moving. 26.82%. Let me see if it's something I own so I can get excited. Hold on. <laughs> uh, IDEX. No. Well, nope. it may be. That's up 24. That's up 24%. Think Avalanche. AVAX. So you're going to say Snow Dog? I, I'm going to say Snow Bank. Snow Bank, baby. Snow Bank up 26.82% and APY currently sitting at 614000 I'll take it. Oh, yeah, I see it. It didn't get in my first poll. Yes, SB. I'm waiting for that thing to get up so I can dump it. Dude, I've Bye. been using... Um, let me show this shit, actually, to people. This tool, I love this fucking tool. I, they need more networks, but they've got... Um, uh, they've got... Uh, they've got more now. So... Um, they have Ethereum, Polygon, Binance, and and Avalanche, and Phantom, I think. But I'm using this Telegram tool called Etherdrops Tracking Bot. Can I share this screen? Let me share this. Yeah, screen. go ahead. Great little tool. This is a great little tool. Let me see. Share screen. Wait, I think share. I've seen this in the channels. What? Etherdrops, yeah. Can you see it? Am I Am I revealing any personal information? Um, uh, what's that like 24 word phrase you got going there? Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. So this tool is really cool because it lets you do like wallet monitoring. So look, here's shit that got dumped into my wallet. Like, you know, scammers trying to dump coins in that you activate and then get fucked on. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, so I can monitor a bunch of wallets. I get telegram alerts when anything happens on them with links to the, to the transaction, um, which is really cool. You can load up pools and monitor them and then you can load up coins and monitor them. 
right? So you can create this list and then you can see price change in the last 24 hours, 12 hours and one hour. And then each of the coins you can set up, send me a, a message every time there's a sale of more than $500,000 USD in value or um, X number of tokens have swapped. It's a really good, really, or percent change is X or more. Um, so 2.5%, 5%, whatever you want to set it at really awesome tool for kind of keeping track of things. And then for price, you know, I don't have to load up a fucking web page. You know, I love that. I can just like, you know, come over here, click it and update it. Right. So yeah. and it updates in place. Right. So, um, across the board, AVAX is up 5.81%, uh, BNB up 2.02. Bitcoin is down, but a negative 0.42%. Define negative 3.99, Doki down 7.73, ETH up 0.08, Geyser up 0.99, Klima up 0.18, Matic down, up 3.46, Ohm is down big, 8.29%. So that's on sale. Yeah, that's going to uh, pop. Yeah. And then, of course, Snowbank up 26.82%. They, um, in the Discord, they uh, launched their little NFT that's supposedly going to give you more rewards. I don't think I qualified for it because I wasn't in soon enough. And uh, their new community manager came in and started talking about their projects. And they had a community vote to integrate borrowing like Abracadabra mm -hmm. into their protocol. And to me, that's the holy grail. Like if I have within... Ohm within Snowbank within time, the ability to immediately borrow against those and utilize it to reinvest or utilize it to get cash out. Or I mint. think that's a really smart strategy. Well, really look, smart. You, yeah, like you said, you borrow on that and then you mint if it's at a discount. Yeah. So you're or, borrowing for like, you know, whatever interest rate, who cares? Yeah. And then you're minting at, you know, maybe a 20 to 25, 30% discount, hopefully. Yeah. Let it sit for five days, you pull it out. You sell some, pay back, and you restake everything else. I yep. mean, it's a total win-win all around. Yeah, that it really is. the loop tighter. You know, it makes yep. the loop tighter. So I think that's a really smart move by them. And the community overwhelmingly supported uh, borrowing as an added uh, function to the to the thing. So they're engaging the DAO, right? They're, they're getting people involved. They're producing. They're cranking. They're writing code. They're delivering on their promises. I'm not saying these guys you know, completely have their shit together, but so far, so far, so good. So far, so good. We'll see. Yeah. I'm surprised they survived that shit storm. I mean, I see yeah. the snow dog one. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I see the Hatter people, that community is just fucking totally pissed. Yeah. Cause that's off like 98%. Oh shit. Really? And I haven't been paying attention to that. Yeah. They're launching another token. Oof. They've been launching just tokens. Every time that drops, they launch another token, another token. And now there's a new one coming that's going to be airdropped in. I think it's called Charter. And so everybody's going, yeah, Hatter. You know, the way you do a token thing, it's Shatter. And I'm <laughs> doing a new token called Charter and everything like, oh, it's Charter. <laughs> so it's like, and everybody's pissed because they're going to airdrop it based upon, of course, whatever the snapshot shows and people are screaming for, I mean, I, I just don't know why anybody would show up at something like that and give them $20,000 right. out of the gate. I mean, I... I <laughs> I don't really have a lot of sympathy if you do something like that. Yeah. Um, well, I look, you're... I mean, if you got twenty thousand to lose because you got two billion in the bank, great. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. But otherwise, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. And then at that point, you wouldn't be whining in the channel. You'd be like, yeah. All right, fuck well, next. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Next and um, in my pocket. But people aren't playing it smart, and so 
everybody's bitching there. And then you go to like Fortress and on Avalanche as well, and um, Unis Dow on uh, BSC. And, you know, they've gone down, but, you know, it's so early in the game. You know, it's like you're still at like 1.2 index or something yeah. like that. So, you know, it's pounding me like, and I don't really, you know, I threw in my usual amount and it's like, you know, I'm almost adding like one four a day basically at this point. Right, so, right. you know, the game on that, as I look at it is, could one of these turn into like numbers like Ohm or Snowbank or, you know, time? Yeah. Um, and if you're in the beginning and you get, you know, yourself 20, 30, 40 of these things, and all of a sudden they're a thousand, you're a happy camper. Yeah. Um, if they're 5,000, 10,000, you're a happier camper. So um, I think, you know, you play those within reason, have money for DCA, bond or mint when you get a discount and otherwise just leave it alone. And, you know, I do like that. I don't have to worry about this stuff as much. And, and one thing I, I, you know, I know I've talked a lot about Polka Bridge in the past and it was really weird today. You know, I went and looked at it because I hadn't looked in weeks and I was like, my tokens weren't in there staking. And so I know they had a migration like seven or eight months ago. And so, you know, I'm in one of the telegram groups and I, you know, just messaged the, you know, owner or whatever and uh, a co-founder owner dude. And I'm like, Hey man, was there something that happened in the last couple of weeks? Cause I don't see the tokens there. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Another migration. I'm kind of going, the fuck's another migration for, but I said, oh, what do I got to do? And he's like, Oh, you got to do it manually. You can't do it. Um, you know, that, for, that migration automatic migration ended. And so I, so of course he asked, what wallet do I use? Which so I told him that. And then he's like, okay, well, you got to go to this link and, you know, fill out all, do all that. And then it'll migrate over for you. And so I go to that link. And of course I didn't click it in Telegram. I copied it and went to another browser that doesn't have my wallet attached to it and pasted it. And so the very first thing that comes up, it's called, um, I think it was called like Wallet Connect or something like that. I mean, it's probably, it yeah. might be legitimate, but I'm telling you, they ask for your seed phrase. And I'm like, I've not had anybody ask me for my seat freight. I mean, I've had plenty of people ask for it, but I haven't had any reputable people ask for it. And I know you said that might be okay. Um, well, in order to pull your other wallet into a new wallet, you have to give it your seed phrase or your private key. I mean, there's no way to, for it to find your wallet, right? I mean, it can read the contents of your wallet if you give it the public address. But in order for it to be a tool you can use like a wallet to send, receive or whatever, you got to give it you got to give it your seed phrase or your private key. One of the two. Yeah. See, that kind of, I mean, that makes me nervous. Sure. Of and course. Kind of like, I only got 500 tokens in there and that thing's in the shitter. Yeah. So I'm like, is it worth the risk for 480 bucks, you know, or something? Or I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I've been moving everything out of that account, that wallet to another wallet, just in case I decide to do it. Um, so, yeah. you know, I, and so, you know, you do, you can do multiple accounts in a lot of these wallets and, um, yep. but my question, which I've been wanting to do because, you know, all these permissions, you know, you keep on doing everywhere. Um, you know, maybe the, also the thing isn't a long hold wallet, just move something into another account. But my question is, it's the same seed phrase for all those accounts because it's coming off the master one and there's no new seed phrases. Created, oh. So yeah, it's MetaMask. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But adding you know, adding in the other accounts is a pain in the ass when it's like that. Yeah, yeah. So how do you like if I go to another if I go to a new browser and redo my seed phrase and everything, then all those accounts show up, right? Right. 
Okay, but if someone can hack into account one through a contract permission, then they can get if all the they, accounts. Yes, they should be able to get to everything. I think. You know what? Uh, I'm not different wallet addresses. I'm not sure. That's why I'm not. If it's yeah, only commissioning, if, I think what I would do is create a brand new wallet, like log out of your MetaMask account, and then go into MetaMask and create a brand new wallet, and then uh, use that. Was how I would do it, just okay. to be safe. Yeah, no, because I don't, these guys have been okay all along, and I just can't see them running a scam at this level of uh, deception, you know, um, where there's 111,000 people in the Telegram channel, and, you know, they would have run with the money a long time ago, as my read, when the token was at $7. Yeah, exactly. Instead of, instead exactly. of 90 cents. But, you know, still, after you keep talking about your buddy and what happened to him, now my paranoid antennas are like super high up. And Mine too. Yeah, I'm the so. same way, man. Exact same way. Well, yeah, just be careful if anybody's in that PBR token. Um, I guess it's probably okay, but I have no idea. So, um, but let's, what are we covering? What's the good, I saw a good story. The Craig Wright story. Ah, good news. Out. So friend of mine's actually on the team going after him. Um, now he was found in fairness, not liable on, let me pull up that. He most of the not, counts, right? Not liable on most of the counts, but the important one, basically, did he steal money from his dead partner? It's yes. And he has to pay $100 million. Yep. Um, and so, yes, he did. So now we can go back to calling him publicly. Well, we can call him a thief, a uh, criminal, uh, you know, heartless piece of shit um, and a fraud. I guess because well, he still hasn't proven he's Satoshi. Satoshi, yeah, fuck yeah. that. There's no way. He's no way. Going to because he can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I thought that was kind of. It's just long. I don't understand. Well, again, people wanting publicity and things like that, and you know, I just so many people have these defective personalities where they just shout out to be known. And I mean, I mean, if you were Satoshi, would you really stand up and say it? Of course not. I mean, of course it's the stupidest not. thing in the world. It's so stupid. It's yeah. just fucking ridiculous. And sure. and he's just been caught in so many lies. So, I mean, it's like the list. And he just continues to go out front and, and get busted. <laughs> I don't... It's like, dude, seriously? And look, you know, and then you got Calvin Air, who's like, you know, flying teen girls across the islands and just paying for all of craig wright's stupid shit i i the whole group of them is just please go away you know yeah. if you've got the money just shut up and go away we don't care nobody cares just leave please anyway yeah. i'm so happy uh that there was some victory for um Kleinman's family um because they probably are really owed a lot more but it's such a complex thing to prove to a jury I mean, the the machinations, she was walking me through what they had to walk through for this jury to get them to understand mm -hmm. the ownership and the funds and the value and everything else. And they came back last week at the end of the week and said, we can't reach a verdict. We can't agree. So I think what they did was they couldn't, they probably said, fuck it, we'll just punt on everything else and give him not liable on those chart on those things. And we know he did something wrong, so we but we don't understand this shit, so we'll just give him a hundred million. You know, I think mm -hmm. that's what the jury finally did. I think they were like, This shit makes no sense. We don't understand what the hell you're talking about. So give him a hundred million and we'll walk. 
So yeah, it would be hard to pick a jury in a case like that. Uh, you just said that. Yeah. You know, most people don't really know much. Yeah. And they're not going to know much about that for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so they don't know how interest rates work. They don't know how markets work. They don't know how math works. No, the complexity of the works. blockchain and ownership and wallets and private keys and just. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Uh, um, well, I'll, I'll jump on something. Unis Dow is getting ready to launch their spice mining. Uh, oh, I've got that loaded up. Farming liquidity thing. Oh, this is um, the Dune knockoff. Yeah, over on um, BSC. Oh, yeah, I got in when it was oh, like I'm sitting here thinking I'm sharing the thing. I'm not sharing it. Hold on. And I got in at like the 1.00 level. Um, so it's one that I just sit on, like Fortress. Yeah. And, you know, if they can execute, they can execute. And fine. If they don't, well, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. And so, um, you know, just I, I still think that's a good play if you're looking for early stage rebase that maybe could get somewhere in the future. Same with Fortress. Um, Is this complex like Cometh? No, I, dude, I've just seen a couple trailers. I have a feeling it's going to be much more visual. It's not going to be as, um, you know, Atari or not, uh, not Atari. That's unfair to Cometh. Um, Asteroids. It's not going to look like the Asteroids game as much. Yeah, That's yeah. the thing with Cometh. What I liked about Cometh is, or must, is that, you know, when you're doing the jumps to, you know, poles with other ships, I thought that was kind of cool because you got to use your brain, you know, to do the math or the geometry to get in the, the path of the comet at the right. time when the comet's coming through on that elliptical orbit. Yep. So a little bit of work there. But, um, but after a while, you know, I remember I played it for a day or two and I'm kind of like, okay, I made four dollars and 23 cents and you're like in a you know 36 hours whatever and you're kind of like you know but you're not I, putting in a whole 36 hours no 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 but i no. mean you know i probably spent like four or five hours on it but yeah that's not total but the people that were winning there they had whole fleets of ships you know like 50 of them and they'd come you in three x that getting a job at mcdonald's right now yeah and so for one hour yeah, they have time to do that. I, I don't have time. And, no. And it's not engaging to me. I mean, I get it's yeah, engaging yeah. to like this generation because, oh, it's so cute. It's so retro. And I'm like, I remember standing in the arcade at University of Michigan Student Union playing Asteroids and Battlezone and Pac-Man and all those <laughs> games back in the day. And I look at it and I'm like, or Atari, Pong, you know, yeah. I remember playing that. And, you know, it was great then, but now it's like, you know, you can't go back to that stuff, really. Well, what's interesting is one of my kids and his friends' favorite places to go is a totally retro arcade. Everything mm, cool. is pinball, pinball and all the machines you and I grew up with. Like, that's the entire arcade. There's not a VR or AR headset in sight. There's nothing but retro, and they fucking love it. I mean, oh, and lots of car games too. Remember all exactly, the car games? Exactly, exactly. Like they it's don't drive, all the yeah. old school machines. He sent me all these pictures. I was like, oh, dude, that's awesome. Galaga, he, my favorite. Oh, Galaga. I forgot about that one. Yeah. And um, Missile Command. Yeah, Missile Command. Um, Tron. Uh, Tron, yeah. Yeah, Centipede. Um, Centipede. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Obviously, all asteroids. All the, the space invaders of the world. Yeah, all of that space shit. invaders. No, you yeah. know, but what was the big highlight of that was that I remember there was an arcade that there was like an arcade like that at the mall and, but it wasn't in the mall proper. There was like kind of on the 
outside side of the mall. So you were the uh-huh. parking lot. It turned out to be the place that everybody hung out on Friday and Saturday nights. Yep. You know, like like a dazed and confused setup, you know, or something like <laughs> exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. You know, you're like tons of girls there. and We had one know. of those at the skating rink. So yeah, we skating, skating and stuff. we had the full-blown arcade next to it. So that was that was the place. Yeah, so it was uh, that it was a cultural kind of destination too. Yeah. Uh, whereas now, I think you know what's interesting when you say that. I always feel like everybody's so separated, so separated in society. Everybody looks at their own device, plays their own game. You know, they don't do things as a group anymore. And maybe they say everybody's longing for experiences, and who have been deprived of them. And of course, everybody's was indoors last year too. Yeah. So you know, go into the arcade like that gives them that social experience and they're not staring at their phone the whole time. You know, they're interacting with other kids. So that might be the pull of it to them. And that might be why it's so much fun. You know, it's interesting. I was watching my daughter and her friends this weekend and they, they do break into phone time where they're just all separately looking at their phone. Right. But they really want time doing shit. Like we have a golf cart and they drive it around the community. They go to the clubhouse, they shoot hoops, they, you know, hang out together. They want to do that stuff. So the good news is, is that hasn't like completely died, at least not for my kids and their friends. Like they want, they want to be engaging together. They want to like play together. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I'm actually hopeful because I, I see them certainly being buried in their phones. They'll all be in the car together and it, it'll be dead quiet because all four of the kids will be like on their phones. Right. But then they'll be playing and having fun and being crazy and not even touching a device like nothing like they. So I think there's a kind of this innate human need to socialize, have fun together and do things that aren't on that phone. So I'm hopeful. I'm actually hopeful. I noticed that this weekend. I think when everybody envisioned, you know, social media before it became the abomination that it is today, Right. It was about that, creating those connections with people who didn't have that, you know, yep. where you could connect in L.A. to New York, et cetera. But then it's just turned this whole thing where everybody's so connected to all these other people they don't even know. Yeah. Other than their Snapchats and things like that that are more localized um, that, you know, I think you're right. I think it does come back um, because, you know, I think. You know, I think they feel alone. Yeah. Without it. Um, yeah. One thing I did notice was that. um when I was picking her up at the SAT test on Saturday, there was a little pack of kids. She was still finishing her essay and it was a pack of kids out front and they're not even talking. They're just looking at their phones. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I was like, God, yeah, they actually are talking. Yeah. But not to each other. They're, they're standing, standing a foot away from each other talking on their phones. So then everybody wonders why, you know, cause I, I told my daughter, I said, you know, those boys are all scared of you. I said, you make eye contact with a boy, watch what happens. Their face turns red and their eyes go away because they're terrified of girls at this age. And now they never get to see them or deal with them. Right. So everybody retreats into that little screen to hide from having to like, what do I say next? And, exactly. And so, um, you know, I think that, I mean, I can remember that when I was little, you know, being frozen as to what to say, but that's totally natural at that age. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have a phone to go hide in. You had to kind of stammer something out and sound like a complete friggin' idiot. <laughs> but at least you did it, you know. And so you were forced to so do true. it. And so now it's, so it's kind of like, I mean, I just hope it goes the other way some more um, because it's definitely healthier. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, Evergrande was, sounds like it's going to melt down. And I think we all kind of knew that anyway. 
Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, they got, I think, I think they're saying they're not going to be able to hit a payment this month, but I think next month they own, owe 10 billion and the month February they owe 30 billion and April they owe 20 billion. So, you know, they got to come up with like $50 billion over the next, you know, 990 to 120 days. And, you know, the government says they're not bailing them out, but there's other yeah. property groups going down too. So, you know, I just think it's, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time there over 10 years ago. We saw all these things being built and because I was doing those real estate development deals and, you know, they were empty back then. And yeah. so, you know, it's a big Ponzi scheme, basically. And everybody that's invested in these condos, just like here in South Florida in 08, you know, they're pretty much worthless. There's nobody in them. Yeah. And they keep it going because they got to have work for all the um, migrant labor coming from the countryside cities. And that construction right. job pays for everybody at home. And the reason they do that is because if they don't have money, they don't have food, they don't have food, they march on government. Exactly. And so I don't know what the Chinese are going to do now. I mean, I think it, it all ties to like what they've been cracking down on crypto, you know, because everybody's taking the money out of the country with crypto. So that's why they keep making it illegal. Um, not in plus the central bank token they're trying to launch, which is going to be like, you know, surveillance currency um, at a huge level. Um, I think their bank accounts then have to be with the government thing and the government can like, I guess, pull the money out anytime if you don't they spend want. it fast enough. Yeah. That's like built in that if you don't spend it fast enough, they burn it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, God, this is taking it to a whole nother level. But, you know, it's funny. Everybody always looks at China as the big threat. And although that's know, kind of what we do with inflation here, isn't it? Well, but we kind of do it with. <laughs> if you uh, don't spend it fast enough, it gets burned anyway. Yeah, but not really. It just she takes more. <laughs> it's like, so it's not like they're pulling it out of your wallet. Your no, wallet they're not pulling it out of your wallet, much. but theoretically, it's basically the same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, but these guys, I mean, everybody always looks at China as this big threat. And, you know, I've had more discussions. And, you know, the real thing everybody really is talking about is like, how do you manage a Chinese implosion right. and keep them from feeling so backed into a corner that they strike out? And then we got some massive yeah. war to deal with. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a mess for 12 years. I just can't believe that they're still afloat. Um, so yeah, who knows? Crazy. But well, Evergrande, I'd only... love to see them take a hit. Yeah, but that hits not just on them; it's on all of us, unfortunately, because we're all connected. Um, well, they're delisting. You know, the SEC is getting ready to delist all the Chinese firms. Um, yeah, that's gonna well, happen. and Biden supposedly is going to announce a boycott of the Olympic Games. Yeah, for the government people, the athletes will still go. Oh, I didn't see that. I just saw the headline. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, just, just diplomats and I you know, got oh, the, that's lame because of all the stuff that you know. The, yeah, I mean, I hate to do that to the athletes, but you know, yeah. But the thing is that, um, you know, you have so many U.S. companies invested in there and so much money that's sort of trapped there that, you know, of course, the business interests always want us to go easy on on China because it's, you know, money. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think we've let that policy run for a while. And uh, now I think we just have to start thinking about what happens when the when the wheels really do come off. Because yeah. it's a, it's a ticking time bomb. And, you know, the time I was there, people were great. You know, I never had any animosity from any people. They would say like really nice things and, you know, really wanted to talk to you. And even the government people I dealt with, I didn't really have any problems with them either. Right. Um, so, but that was 2006, seven, eight, nine. 
And, you know, that was before Chi came in and really clamped down on everything. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going on there. I have no insight nowadays. But, you know, there were some big structural problems there in their economy with, um, you know, uh, the way that there, there was no, like, Social Security uh, for the adults. There was no health care. I mean, the older people, no health care. And the kids who might be making good money have to pay for all their relatives. Um, and then, you know, they have big problems in pollution and the seafood and all of that and cancer spikes like crazy. They're all smoking cigarettes, of course. You know, um, probably we sold it to them. But, um, <laughs> you know, like the modern day opium wars or whatever. You know, when I was a kid in the opium war, it was funny. I was like, oh, so what was that? And it's like and then you realize later on it was that. The British fought a war with them to force them to take opium. To take opium. I thought it was a war to go get the opium, you know, for something else. But nope, it was to force yeah. them to take the opium. Yeah. And so, you know, Western, it, it's a big mess. But I think that, you know, hopefully when it does go to the next level, it's a level that's manageable in the sense of that it doesn't completely break apart into, yeah. you know, yeah. chaos. Yeah, but you know that's what that's going to be hanging over us now for three to four months. Yeah, so, yeah, because it hits the U.S. stock market big time. Of and course, we're talking about tapering and all this other stuff, you know, and then that goes into crypto and Bitcoin and everything else. So, um, hopefully, it just kind of becomes like a not a big thing anymore that we just accept it as a risk. Yep. And yeah, just, just kind of hanging back there, whatever. Yeah, and decouple, decouple yep. crypto from the U.S. equities markets. Please. So, Please. and then I want to see safe haven from Bitcoin. Yeah, me um, too. Cool. I think we got kind of a light Monday, dude. Yeah, I didn't really have a lot. Um, you know, I think, yeah, a look, I think everybody's just kind of reassessing where they stand. But here's the point, people. If you've been in crypto long enough, you know what the cycles are. Stop fucking yourself by panicking. You, you're not you're not doing yourself any good. If you have yeah. a better place to put the money, if you sell things that are down, more power to you. But, you know, just just be smart about what you do and have a longer time horizon thinking. Look at the chart for the last 10 years for Bitcoin and however many years for Ethereum. And you're going to see that we do this. We dump like we did last May, 50%. And then we come back. It's just the nature of this beast, you know? And every time you think that this is the end, it's going to collapse and go away forever. It is not. And eventually you get to a point when you've been in this enough where you say, Oh yeah, it's not it's not collapsing. Remember, there are people that have been holding Bitcoin for years. They haven't moved it, they're not touching it. Same with Ethereum. These people are true believers. That is the base of everything in crypto. So, you know, yeah. keep that in mind. Well, also, um, yeah, and I would say, you know, probably the biggest performer of the beginning of this cycle back in like January, February timeframe was a crypto that I had written off in 2018 as dead. And I had, you know, a lot, hundreds right. of thousands of these. And I just, for some reason, didn't sell it. And <laughs> all of a sudden something happened and boom, it's at, you know, 14, 15 cents. And I'm Gotta like, holy it. shit. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why you don't clear the wallet out of all the shit when it goes down. Like I'm still holding a bunch of, I mean, I bought Iron Finance. Yeah. You know, a few months ago, weeks ago, you know, that was at 60 bucks, I think, at one point somehow. And then it's like down way, way, way down. I mean, I think right. it picked up uh, it's like point zero zero something, maybe zero zero two four right around there. And I think I, you know, I just picked up, you know, seventy five thousand for grins and giggles or whatever, just to see what happens, because, you know, they're still working on stuff. 
you know, they might pull something together that's new. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple hundred bucks turns into, you know, 50 grand. Yeah. And exactly. so, so don't be afraid to just park that stuff in another wallet and just leave it there. Yeah. Um, and, and see where it goes. And also like Brad said, it does go up and down, but remember this time's a little different because, you know, with high profile characters like sailor and Musk and those guys, you know, buying tons of, of Bitcoin and ETH and then the institutional guys buying it all and all the ETFs buying it all and Salvador buying it. And, you know, all these other countries, I think Nigeria even launched a central bank thing a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, there is a floor. So, you know, you think if, if JP Morgan has put, you know, uh, 10 billion into uh, Bitcoin, that they're not like straddle optioning that position all over the place. So when it goes down, they make money, but they also have calls down below it. Yep. So, you know, there's playing a different game now. So I don't, I just don't think it can really do more than these types of flushes. Um, because what's, what's Musk going to do? I, I don't remember his entry point. I think he's in at about 29. I think sailors in at what 50 something. Yeah. So, you know, Blackstone can, is basically the biggest shareholder of MicroStrategy. Yep. So are they going to let it go in the shitter? I, no, they're going to buy it. So absolutely, you know, and they believe in the long term because they're the groups that can really pump this up over time. Um, so I think a lot of these groups just like it to dip like this and maybe force it to dip like this so that they can buy more. Exactly. Makes so, total sense. And seven, look, you, you want to keep lowering your price of entry. So yeah, you know, and they have you, unlimited amounts of money. And if you have the money to force it down, force it down. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was doing some work with some activist guys up there in, in New York and, you know, they, they, they did activist deals and they did one, they sold to, um, uh, what the fuck? Uh, Carl Icahn. And, um, you know, I was watching this one that they took over at like 28 and I saw it go all the way down to like a buck or something. And, you know, I, I kind of was missing a point. I was sort of feeling bad about it, but then I realized I saw one guy working there who had a new, McLaren or something like that. And I'm like, well, they must be doing something. <laughs> and um, and sure enough, they're shorting the shit out of it all oh, the way course. down. Of and they course. renegotiated all the dead instruments and everything else and the preferred instruments they'd sold. And then they all piled back in. I mean, I got into like of 80 course. cents. Of course. And um, so, you know, that's the same game they're playing. It's the big yeah. leagues. And that's another thing, because then, you know, it's not going to go to zero. Yep. Um, so, you know, just ride this shit out. Um, I know we also had the other thing with the ETH. Um, what was the ETH thing that launched <coughs> the micro futures product or something that launched? Um, I didn't see it two days ago. I think like ETH one or something, EM one maybe. Um, but there's another platform out there for uh, where you can do, you know, calls and puts for, for smaller amounts that just came out more retail focused. So the more instruments like that around, uh, the more stability you get. Yep. Um, and it still go to 85, 150, whatever. I think so, but I don't Definitely. think it can go down yeah. much without these guys piling in a ton of money. And, you know, where's all this money go when we start printing it up? It goes to exactly. all the banks. Yeah. So they have unlimited amounts of money to buy crypto with. So I think it's good. I, I think we're in good shape. But um, on that note, uh, there was one other thing. Oh, check out Diatom. CyberDAO too. I've been looking at those. They got a couple of, I'm trying to figure out Discord again, but they got a couple of whitelist <laughs> projects there. This Diatom looks oh, this really is that cool. One we talked about on uh, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. They're basically doing a deal with Klima and Ohm. 
they've been talking to the teams about, you know, um, I think it was cross staking or, or minting with Geome or minting with S Klima or something, but they're really trying to position themselves at that top tier. So I haven't figured out the whitelist game yet. I mean, the one thing that's going to stop me is to have to do a tweet with 5,000 followers and Ugh. I don't have that. <laughs> so, but you know, look at the, no, I hate it. that forced tweet shit. I, yeah, mean, and then look, I get it. You're trying to get people engaged, but to me, it's just like, look, as soon as I see it, I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm not even going to touch it because I don't, I don't appreciate it. And then actually I what I don't appreciate more is the tag three friends shit. Like, because for some reason people use that as an excuse to tag, like I have, I don't know, 15,400 followers on Twitter. So for some reason, everybody thinks they're going to get like more tokens or a better whitelist if they tag me, even if they don't follow me, like they go through and find everybody in crypto and they pick the guy that's like mid tier <laughs> They tag me and it drives me fucking nuts. And I block and report every one of those tweets. So, you know, don't use me, people. I'm not going to give you any juice. Yeah. And the other one is CyberDAO, which kind of has a cyberpunk feel to it. And it's uh, the Boba token, which Boba was a remake of some other token. We talked OMG. about this. Gee, I right, interviewed um, the founder of that. Those guys yeah. are, are have a really nice model. I mean, yeah, really so, nice. So dig into that one, too, because here's what happens. What I noticed with the diatom. Uh, one that if you get on the whitelist, you're able to buy, I think, two thousand dollars worth at twenty five bucks a token. When it goes out to the IDO, it's at a hundred a token. So there's a, you know, a four X built in right there. Yeah. Um, but you know, I probably won't get that. I'll be stuck buying at the hundred level. But you know, anybody who has time, I recommend and is very familiar with all of the things they want you to do. Um, check it out. Sounds good. All right, buddy. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, you too, man. Hey, everybody, there, everybody. Thanks for watching. Please let your friends and family know uh, that there's a couple of derelict DJs doing a show every day at lunchtime, usually noon. Today we're running late. Thank you for watching. Uh, if you have any ideas, questions, thoughts, want us to talk about something, message me. I have a queue of things to talk about. I just haven't done the research on the ones you've sent me. I promise I won't forget them. So uh, thanks a lot. Joe, have a great day. You too, buddy. All right. Talk Take to care. you soon. Bye-bye. Right, Bye, everyone.